Hey, it's Barbara Phillips with NPBO, and I wanted to give you a heads up on a webinar that we have coming up Thursday, May 16th, and it will be with a certified healthcare privacy person who has been in charge of a very large healthcare organization and their privacy compliance, HIPAA, and all of that sort of thing. And I think it's very important that all clinicians attend this one because HIPAA affects all of us. And so you can get more information about that at npbusiness.org forward slash privacy matters. And just another quick heads up after that, in June, we'll be talking with someone who has been in charge of the IT compliance to protect the organization. And so this one will be geared toward how do you protect yourself as well as your practice. And I'll be sharing more information about that later. So let's move on with the podcast. You're listening to the NP Business Matters podcast, episode number 52, Non-Clinical Ideas for Nurse Practitioners. Hello and welcome to the NP Business Matters podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you, the nurse practitioner, to start and grow and succeed in business. I'm your host, Barbara C. Phillips, founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner and Clinician Business Institute. And since 2007, we've been providing education, resources, and support about the business of being a nurse practitioner. You can learn more by visiting us at npbusiness.org and clinicianbusinessinstitute.com. Now, in the last episode of the podcast, we talked about clinical business ideas for nurse practitioners. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, you'll find it at npbusiness.org forward slash clinical ideas. So in this episode, I'm talking about the non-clinical ideas for starting a health-related business. And because for the most part, they are not clinical practices, they are not dependent on specific licensure. This means that these ideas are available to a wider variety of nurses with different licensure, including RNs and advanced practice nurses. Now, of course, just like anything I say and recommend anywhere within the NPBO universe, and actually I think this is true for any advice that you take from anybody, you must do your own due diligence and check with the rules and regulations that will affect your practice in your location. So let's go ahead and dive in. In the last episode, I started with mentioning the various aspects that any business will adhere to. I'm not going to repeat that here, but I encourage you to go back and listen to episode number 51. However, at this point, I want to point out a few things that are important when starting any business of any kind. Starting a business is a very popular topic right now among healthcare professionals, and sometimes it seems that it's so popular that many seem to feel like maybe this is a thing that they must do at some point in their career in order to take that next step. 
So before you embark on starting any business, it's really important that you take stock of your own bandwidth and your readiness to take on such a project. It's equally important that you do the necessary research and business planning to see if this is something that will work for you and it'll be successful. Now, any business that does a business plan has been shown to be more likely to be successful because you've thought out the process, you've done the financials, you do your due diligence. So you're getting started on a much more solid foot, a more educated foot. But I'll go ahead and link to the podcast episode where I talked about business planning and I go into a lot more detail there. And while that episode is related to clinical practice, the process is actually the same as it would be for a non-clinical business for any business. Now, I want to start off with a really broad topic of business ideas, and that is consulting. And what's great about it is it can truly be unlimited. There are no shortage of people looking for solutions to their problems and their desires, And of course, you'll want a solid level of expertise and experience before you put yourself out there as an expert and someone who has a solution to their problem. Here's some ideas that you can consider for consulting in healthcare or healthcare-related fields. Now, you can consult to businesses, to public health agencies, to healthcare agencies, to schools, to governments, on a variety of different topics, such as bioterrorism, disaster preparedness, infection control, and you might put a slash behind that and say COVID right now, healthcare IT risk management. I think you get the idea that you can easily expand this list, bringing in the solutions that you can offer to companies out there. And the other thing about this is this particular list will expand exponentially as we go through a lot of changes. We have so many changes on the horizon in healthcare, in how our EHRs are interacting together, how different professionals are beginning to work together, the different kinds of organizations. So there's many, many ways that you can think about all of this. You can also be a clinical consultant to, say, nursing homes and assisted living facilities. There are patient advocates, patient care navigators, and family advocates that are out there with a successful business. Of course, there's palliative and hospice educators and consultants, a life care manager, a practice management consultant, a health policy consultant, a disability design consultant, say an architect for healthcare-related issues. And of course, legal nurse consulting is certainly something that a lot of people have heard about. And I believe legal nurse consultant itself is a protected term from one nurse who started that particular business. But the idea of consulting and lending your healthcare expertise to different attorneys, becoming an expert witness, that's an open field. There are a variety of areas in which you can become a nurse coach, and this is super popular right now because so many people feel that they want to do telehealth or just work from home, and they can do that 
with nurse coaching. There's a whole lot changing in that field, and I'm not going to go into depth on that, although we did speak with Lynn McCright in a previous episode of the podcast, and she talked a lot about nurse coaching. But there's one caution here, and I get a lot of questions about being a nurse coach and practicing across state lines. And I cannot stress enough that it's really important that you be aware of your own licensure requirements in the state that you are in and the state in which your clients are in. This is an area that is evolving so much, but I'd really be cautious of your own legal requirements and liabilities. Sometimes people come to me and they're nurse practitioners and they are in a compact state, but they don't have compact with another state as a nurse practitioner because that's essentially doesn't exist at this point and feel that, well, I'll just work as an RN, but really be very, very careful of that. In fact, I would consider probably getting a little bit of legal um, advice on that before I do that and also talk with the various boards of nursing that are involved. And I'm sure with this whole list of different kinds of consulting that I've just mentioned that you can think of a whole lot of areas. And I would love to know if you've got an idea or you're already working as a consultant. And I invite you to leave a comment in the show notes at npbusiness.org forward slash business ideas. So let's move on to the educational niche. I think that we're already familiar with this. We're familiar with nurses and nurse practitioners and other advanced practice nurses who have formed companies and they're offering their expertise in the realms of, say, continuing education and certification review. And in many cases, these uh, services are offered by the same company. Well, there's other educational offerings that are either general or specialty, and they can include learning procedures such as suturing and wound and skin procedures, joint injections, reading EKGs. There are others who train healthcare providers and the public in CPR, AED, ACLS, PALS, all of those types of things. We have patient and provider education on various health-related topics such as cardiovascular disease and diabetes and respiratory illnesses. And then there are plenty of people teaching about childbirth, breastfeeding, living with a colostomy, and so much more. As with the consultant realm of non-clinical businesses, education is one that is nearly, if not completely, unlimited as far as what you can do. I'm going to move on now to retail because nurses and nurse practitioners, advanced practice nurses, we're in retail as well. Perhaps we're providing products and services to practices and facilities. Maybe we are providing products to consumers such as nutritional products. And in a previous episode of the podcast, I spoke with nurse practitioner Patricia Wells, who creates her own products in the health and wellness arena, as well as some personal care products that she sells. So I'll also link to that in our show notes. 
Now, some of us move a bit further from healthcare and we use our expertise in healthcare and health promotion by opening a fitness facility or a spa. And perhaps we also have related products within that business. And of course, we like to utilize our expertise and we get more creative. And we do things such as authoring books of fiction and stories, which can then spin off to become a mini empire in themselves. And this is something that a nurse practitioner has done. We speak, we write, and we develop products in personal development, art, gardening, quilting, and more. And we offer travel tours, personal development retreats, or retreats on other specific topics. We also work in entertainment as writers, as consultants, perhaps for shows on Broadway, for movies, and the like. Occasionally, nurses become actors, chefs, adventurers, and just delve into so many different areas of life. We also tend to use our experience in the nonfiction realm. And sometimes it's on a clinical topic. Other times it might be more educational writing for the public or in the form of a book, a regular column, or we can become a writer providing healthcare content for other companies. Nurses also develop products, software, they start groups and associations, and of course, this is nowhere near an exhaustive list of businesses that nurses and advanced practice nurses can start today. It's limited only by regulation and our creativity. It truly, really is unlimited. So if you're thinking about a business, what should you do next? Well, if you're just getting started, do some brainstorming. Take a walk, let your mind roam on all of these different ideas. And then you want to capture them. And I mean capture all of them. And you can do that while you're walking by using perhaps your voice recording app that's on your phone. Or you can sit down maybe with a good cup of coffee, tea, or water and just start writing. What's important in brainstorming is that you put everything out there without doing any self-editing. And when you're done, leave it. Just leave it for a while and come back to it later. You can add more ideas until nothing else occurs to you. And only then will you really begin to want to pare down your list of possibilities. I really encourage you to be open to adding more and more ideas. One idea or even one deletion often generates even further ideas. And eventually you'll boil your list down to just a few possibilities where you can then begin to research whatever your idea is. The business world truly is open to all of us. It isn't for everyone, but for the person that it really calls to, there's no reason why you can't start exploring your options. I trust that this and our previous episode gave you a lot of ideas on businesses that you can start. 
I'd love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, and experience on your own entrepreneurial journey over at the show notes at npbusiness.org forward slash business ideas. And if you have ideas for your own next steps, I invite you to share those as well. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. And if you have found this episode helpful, I'd appreciate it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review and share this podcast with your colleagues. It really does help us get this information out to all of us because all of us need to understand the business of being a nurse practitioner. And remember, you can head over to the show notes on our blog at npbusiness.org forward slash business idea for the show notes, for links to the different episodes that I've talked about. I'm Barbara C. Phillips, nurse practitioner and founder of Nurse Practitioner Business Owner. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the NP Business Matters podcast. Bye-bye now.